the podcast brought to you by the Hindu American Foundation. I'm Matt McDermott. In this first episode of 2024, I'm speaking with Professor Pankaj Jain. Pankaj has been on the show before speaking about his area of professional expertise, Hinduism, Jainism, and ecology. But today we're speaking about something he's become particularly passionate about, parenting. Specifically, how Hindu parents can help their children develop a love of Hindu and Indian culture. Hope you enjoy it. Pankaj, thanks for, for doing this today. You know, our, our past conversations and how we met were through, you know, talk about Hinduism in the environment. But you said, you came to me and said, I want to talk about Hinduism and parenting. Yes. So, <laughs> I know you have two kids, correct? Yes. And how did, how did this issue become something that you wanted to talk about to the world publicly? Yes, it's a very private thing, and I've never really discussed such a matter in public. You're absolutely correct, Matt. And I really enjoy your work. I love talking to you. I thought, I thought that, you know, uh, I think it's fair to say we both call ourselves American Hindus or Hindu-Americans, right? And uh, what happened last summer is that uh, one of my neighbors, uh, I won't name them obviously, but they have two kids like just like I have. And really, really young, young kid, seven years of age. And I, he was just talking to me, uh, Indian Americans, right? Indian Americans, Hindu parents. And uh, that seven-year-old boy tells me he hates Indian food. He hates Indian films. And I was just heartbroken. When I said, what is happening? What might have gone wrong? I figured, I think it's the parental conversations. Sometimes parents, Indian parents from India, they end up talking as if, oh, Indian food has a lot of calories. Indian films are all boring, masala movies, no serious direction, no serious masala, because their parents have never taken care to understand India as they should have. Indian, what are the original uh, myths about Indian food, Indian uh, cultural theories, aesthetic theories, the rasa theory, or the classic Indian films that have won world accolades, like the films by Subjitra. So, so many things are not known to parents. How can they pass on to? Their kids, especially in the US, now that they're here. I thought, let's, I'll share some of my own little bit ideas or tips, or tips whatever I've gathered over the period of, of, of raising two boys in, in New Jersey and in Dallas. So I thought we'll talk a little bit. So before we get on to your tips, I mean, what, what, what do you see as the main challenges Hindu parents are facing? And, and for listeners, I understand you split your time between India and the U.S. And I don't know if you have any observations on the differences oh, yeah. between the two. Lot, lot. So I, uh, Matt, I grew up in a small town in Rajasthan called Pali. So I was surrounded by all Indian cultural elements, such as most important Indian languages, Indian language, Rajasthani and Hindi, Marwadi and Hindi. All I did, you know, all my childhood was listening to Hindi film music, Kishore Kumar and Mukesh and Rafi, all those Great, very, very popular songs, Hindi films, eating only Indian food. There was no Italian, Mexican cuisine available to me at all. Most of the food was prepared by my mother. I was watching only Bollywood films. So I was immersed in Indian culture inside home and outside my home, right? I was watching, I was reading about it. And I was, I, I am a proud product of Hindi medium school. So until 10th, I had an extra English grammar course, but I was steeped into only Hindi language, Hindi cultural, Indian cultural ideas and so on. And I loved those things. I really I was a very good student in humanities. And even though I, my bachelor was in computer science, I switched back to humanities. But that humanities also, I studied only Indian culture at Columbia and at the University of Iowa. And then I taught, ended up taught, teaching Sanskrit and Hindi and Indian culture. 
So I felt that uh, uh, my childhood and even my growing up and my career had been quite different from usual Indian people in India growing up in India who might be growing in Mumbai or Delhi or especially kids who are growing up in the US. Oh my God, what a, what a loss. <laughs> what a terrible loss. They have no clue about Indian languages inside home, especially if you are a second child. You know, first child still talks to his, his or her parents in Indian language. But the second child is completely overshadowed by the first child, his older sibling. Older sibling is only talking in English. Younger sibling has no connection left, or virtually no connection left to Indian languages. No connection to Indian films. Hardly they watch because they are watching all Hollywood child film, children films, right? And uh, parents are so, I guess, not like I was hinting. They are not, they don't have a clue about Bimal Roy or Satyajit Ray or Raj Kapoor or Guru Dutt or so many other classics that India has produced. You know, when film courses are taught in the US, they mention these films by Guru Dutt and uh, Mani, Mani Ratnam and Satyajit Ray. So world appreciates those Indian films, but Indians have no clue about Indian, Indian gems. So Indian parents have no clue about Indian cultural ideas. How can they pass on to Indian kids? Because they are already saying, oh, Indian food has a lot of calories. If it, if, it has lot of, if, if it has a lot of calories, it is up to the parents to cook it well, cook it properly, eat more organic food. Why criticize in front of kids that Indian food is bad? You're, that's the message you're passing unintentionally to your children. And if you just say these things, they're going to hate going to Indian restaurant. They're going to hate going to India itself. Many kids around me, they like you mentioned in your, uh, in your uh, message also that Indian kids don't like to go to India. My kids love to go to India. My kids are waiting to go to India. Why? When they go to India, my, my parents and my wife's parents, so all four grandparents, just immerse them in love. They will take them to camel ride, horse ride, elephant ride, you know, some Indian beaches, Indian temples, Indian monuments, Delhi, Mumbai, Agra, Udaipur, all those amazing historic places. No other country has it. Because India has its own unique history, layered history, especially in Delhi. Right? And then if I'm, with, if I'm also doing sightseeing with my kids, I would be telling them all the background, historical background, being a professor, scholar of Indian culture. So kids really love it. The kids really love it. Kids love to learn it. Kids love to learn all these things from me also. Unfortunately, Indian parents are, have, are, they need really good, deep training in Hindu parenting, Indic parenting, Indian parenting, whatever. You know, Hindu, when I use the word Hindu, I'm not limiting to Hinduism as a religion, but Hindu culture. So I was born in the Jain family, but I consider myself Hindu also. My mother is a Hanuman devotee. My father is a Mahavir devotee. So I got mixed off both Jainism and Hinduism. And I really, I, oh, one more thing. Can I, I mean, should I wait for the next question? Or no, 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 please, please, please keep going. Okay. Other thing that I, other thing that I, that my wife and I really, really are proud that we did. From day one, we took both our sons to a Sunday school. Things happened that the, our first son went to Swadhyay. It's a Hindu-based cultural Sunday school every Sunday. So adults listen to Hindi discourses on the Rigveda and Upanishads, parents. At the same time, parallelly, children are sitting in Bal Sanskar Kendra, in which they are learning about Indian cultural ideas, Hindu cultural ideas, Hindu traditions, Hindu festivals, Hindu symbols, and on and on. 
for my for our younger son we took him to jain sunday school so younger one has grown grown up learning about jainism more older one has grown up learning about hinduism more but together i think it's a good mix of again broadly constitute indian cultural traditions and philosophies and so on that they both are. so because of that they already have this base of indian cultural ideas we made sure that until before they entered their high school we took them to india many 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 times because after after your 8th grade you're really busy and you know your your sat is coming up you are going to be busy preparing for a college admission and essays and what not after 9th it's a bad time if your kids are already beyond uh, 9th or 10th grade you have lost golden opportunity to show them true india because once they start in high school and college and then career then they are out of your control you can't really take them to india until high school parents must be taking their own parenting classes i don't know from where maybe online or maybe we start some school by class i don't know but parents must be really really passionate about india they must be talking in indian languages with their kids they must be taking their indian their their children to to sunday schools they must be showing some gems of indian films that are not usually available uh, in of course not available in american cinemas and on and on so many so many things they need to be doing so i thought this is an urgent issue and uh, i'll wait for your next question before i i mean there's there's so much there that to unpack yeah. Let, let's where, where where to jump into that i think listeners would want some practical th- things here because for some of the cultural things th- mm-hmm. these films where if you're doing this for your children where where can other parents go to f- find these i know you, some of the directors you mentioned I know our criteria collection. I have a degree in film and we studied some of it, you know, but, but, but one has to be, have that interest already or know where to go. Where, where can people go to, if you want to get beyond yes. what, what's available on Netflix, that yes. is the Indian cultural oh, tradition. Of, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yes. So actually my, for my oldest son, I remember, I don't know how he is a fan of Amitabh Bachchan. I showed him Mukhtar Ka Sikr. I have a big list. I can keep going on, you know, so many, so many almost all amitabh bachchan films especially boys love his films i don't know why even my younger son likes a lot so so what happens is when we are showing those films these are popular bollywood films these are not some elitist or art films as we call them they, these are not satyajit ray or bimal roy films we are talking about i started with amitabh bachchan films which almost all of my people uh, in india we grew up watching those amitabh bachchan films so those films when i show to my son my my kids they really like it what what happens is what appeals to them i was surprised i'm surprised myself actually how what appeals to these american kids these these are the kids they bought born and brought up in the us why how they can connect with amitabh bachchan film which is like completely different cultural you know cultural planet you know mm-hmm. in a sense india is like a different planet compared to america but what appeals to them is that it's a really very healthy mixture of emotions music story friendship family values passion for family is a lot of sacrifice you know one friend is sacrificing for other friend one brother sacrificing for other brother parents sacrificing for their children children sacrificing both for so a lot of family values and of course a lot of fighting the so kids like especially boys they like action scenes and so on and comedy and so so all those masala they get in one film the direction has to be great it has to be really good i tried some manmohan desai films and some prakash mehra films these are the two biggest filmmakers for amitabh bachchan films amitabh bachchan remains the biggest superstar especially in 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 hindi film or even largely in india right so prakash mehra films appeal to these boys to my two two boys american boys 
but not Manmohan Desai. So I, I would, I would not hesitate and cut off if if they are not enjoying that film, I will stop it and I'll replace it some something else. So I, I kept trying with so many, so many kinds of genres, some so many kinds of actors, and so many. Finally, it boils down to Amitabh Bachchan films and Prakash. So that, this is just one example I gave. Sure. Right? Similarly, we we can we have to keep trying, but consciously, parents have to be extremely, extremely careful and extremely aware what you're showing to your kids. Do not ever show them Hollywood film ever. Why? Because Hollywood film they are going to watch anyway. You know, you they can't stop but go to as soon as as soon as they get their first driving license, they will do first thing they will go and watch a Hollywood film, and you cannot stop them. Of course, they will watch Hollywood has had some great classics, and otherwise also they will watch all those super uh, superhero films and whatnot. And I never stop them. But until they are not teenager, until they don't have a driving license, you as a parent have the golden opportunity opportunity to show them. alternative theory of aesthetics mm. indian films are based on natya shastra philosophy of aesthetics written by bharat muni 2000 years back that philosophy is not found in hollywood hollywood is straight screenplay straight plot indian films are like a like a circular plot right you have all these masalas you have comedy like i mentioned comedy emotions yeah. music music is such a such an important part my second son my younger son loves indian songs when i was showing you mukaddar ka signadar o saathi re which is based on rag shivaranjani my younger one he is learning classical music also so he picked up that song because it's based on rag shivaranjani older one picked up languages more indian language that is hindi more younger one picked up indian classical music more so it depends you have to batch you have to keep experimenting you, we don't know what what might click with whom but the but the onus is on parents and to be really aware and and never do things that are They are, that they are going to do all their life once they get the travel bus. Take them to India, show them India, take them to Hollywood, Hindi films. Yes. So, so, how much of a hard push do you make? I mean, because this is something just to talk about parenting in general. Yes. That yes. that I struggle is too strong, but it, it, I I do think about it because right. with my own son who's ten, there are things I would like to introduce him to in the world. That I think are mm-hmm. interesting. I mean, beyond Hindu things. I mean, it, it's funny. It, it Diwali we went to the temple, and he his first mm-hmm. thing was like. Like it smells so good in here, and I was like, "Well, it's like, well, okay, that's what resonated with you." Um, but you know, there are other things too. You know, and I debate, and I think many parents debate, how hard do you push this stuff? Because I wonder sometimes if you push, because especially at ten, starting at ten, which are like teen years, if you push something too hard as a parent, kids are just going to be like, "No," because you're telling. No, no, no. I never push. I never push. No, don't. I mean, I'm very extremely passionate, as you can see. but i never push matt i i just try i nudge them if they like it then i really really show them the whole thing right i will give them a appetizer let let's say i will say 10 minutes please try this film for 10 minutes if you don't like it i'll we'll switch it off we'll switch to some other film so like and and they start luckily they start liking it then mm-hmm. i'm i'm the happy person on that so i'll show them the whole thing so like that we kept we keep trying even for the food my my wife will say try this dish try this uh, thing rajasthani dish gujarati dish south indian dish and so mm-hmm. on only indian people mostly we make it at home also so keep trying and you know whatever works just then give them the full course yeah never never push i, I hardly i don't think i ever and then discussions talking is so important matt i'm sure you i mean you yes. would agree also lunch discussions take any topic take any topic politics religion history philosophy any topic films theories take any topic and just openly discuss openly discuss kids are so smart you know we don't treat them like like kids we talk about india american politics then show them alternative ways of politics in india here there are two parties in india there are hundreds of parties 
Here there are the elections are conducted in this way. People don't care to vote. Less than half of the Americans actually take the trouble to vote. In India, 70% voting is average in every election. Why so much involvement? Why people are so aware? How these things work? It is the most diverse democracy with so many languages. How did these things happen? COVID vaccines, how did it happen? Show them all these things. Talk about positive things about India. What accomplishments India has made. Always make that connection with India stronger and stronger without pushing. Never yes. push. Your talk, your, your, your conversations should be always based on solid data. Never vague things. Oh, India is like that. India is great. Why? I mean, how do you, what do you, what do you mean India is great? India is so poor and so messy and so dirty and so, so many things. Always give them right idea, right data with, with data facts. That's that's what has worked, I think, in 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 my in my case. In, in okay, case. so let, let's go, let's go to the <laughs> the thing. Yes. You know, most kids either hate or avoid India. You know, yes. it, and you talk about facts. Well, let's break it down. Five, yes, five things. What, what if what if your kids are saying, mm -hmm. I, you know, like I don't understand India. I don't want to go. I, I don't understand why you're so into this. I'm an American. <laughs> What what, yes. what are the five things? What can what, what can people? Yes, I think I think the biggest issue I think that is incontroversial. I mean, it cannot be uh, it cannot be disagreed, right? That world is at a breaking point in terms of climate change. And Matt, you also work sure. on this area, right? So we talk about you know one of the things that caused that has caused climate change and continues to cause more and more climate change is meat meat consumption. So we tell them. India is the only country where even today millions and millions and millions of people have not even tasted meat. Forget sure. about cutting down meat. Myself included. I've not even tasted meat. So where else, nowhere else in the world people thought about meat and its bad effects on one's physical health, mental health, planetary health for thousands of years. What made India unique? What makes India unique? This emphasis on meat, uh, on vegetarianism. Then talk about Languages, you know, it's so different topics. Broadly, I'm talking, broadly, I'm sharing. So environmentalism and meat consumption, agricultural practices. Talk, talk to them about food. Where does our food come from? How come here the entire, almost everything that we call food comes from industrial farming? Indian agricultural practices, traditionally at least for thousands of years, were always based on organic farming. Indian food emphasized fruits and vegetables that were locally grown organically coming to our plates. So talk about those things, right? Because in the U.S., when this, you know, anybody comes to U.S. is, is overwhelmed by its cleanliness and its uh, system of laws that work, traffic laws that work, and those things don't work in India. So talk to them why there are cows on Indian street. Not just cows. There are monkeys, there are elephants, donkeys, all kinds of wildlife. So talk to, tell kids that Indian culture values every animal as Potentially divine also. Divinity is not just in church or in temple. Divinity can be your roads. You don't hurt a cow. A cow has equal right on that road because cow came first. Animals were before here, before us. They were, they were here before the highways were, 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 were developed. On American highways, there are signs that pedestrians not allowed. On Indian highways, there are signs, this is elephant corridor. Do not honk the elephants. Wait for elephants. Talk to these things. So talk with facts always. These are all facts. So kids will be impressed. And, and these are, again, these are what, this is what I share in my classes. When I teach uh, my courses in America or in India. I've, so Indian kids that are growing up in India. Now I'm teaching in India. For the last three years, I've been teaching at a private university in India, Pune, near Mumbai. So there is no difference. I, I'm talking same content. 
that I share with American students in America, I have to talk exactly almost same way I have to talk Indian kids in India. Because those kids in big cities, Mumbai, Delhi, Pune, they are, they are speaking English. They think English. They think in English. They watch only Hollywood films. They're like my kids in America, my kids in America. So I have to talk in the same way. So they're also, they have no, because their parents talk in English, only English, even in India. Their parents are big fans of Hollywood films without any clue to Indian classics. And so, so there is, this is happening. And, and so my job in a, in a way is, is easier because I've been already doing what I've been doing in, in America. I'm doing the same thing in India. Sorry. I, yeah. So more questions. Man. No, no, no. I, th- I think it's really good. Um, how then, I mean, we've talked about cultural things and one thing that HAF that we in front discuss is, uh, are the more religious aspects of things. How do you, as a, for your kids and your experience, talk about those things. You mentioned one of your ch- children has more exposure to the Hindu side. One has more exposure to the Jain side. How do you blend those and how do you pass that on? Yeah, blending is not that hard because overall... Hinduism the, the traditions between Hinduism and Jainism certainly yeah, distinct, yeah. but it's not... You're, there's no fundamental conflict in there. Yes, yes. There are many ideas that are common like karma, dharma, vegetarianism, atma, that is soul... Actually, growing up in my own case, my mother is a, like I mentioned, right? Hindu, Hanuman devotee. Father is a Jain. So, Mahavi devotee. My father passed away a couple of months back. But so, that's the background that I got. And, and so, I keep it really open. And uh, I, would, I would have loved to bring more Buddhism also into my children's life. Li- life. But uh, that was not uh, done uh, for, you know, for obvious reasons. Because Buddhism is not that uh, commonly available as uh, to Indian families in India or here. But Hinduism, Jainism was easily available even in America, in Dallas or New Jersey, wherever we lived, North Carolina, and of course in India. So uh, that that part is that part didn't take because we don't get into rituals, right? Rituals, you know, even I, even my generation growing up in India, we were hardly interested in rituals. But after I became a student of Indian cultural traditions in America, I became more interested. I'm still interested. Of course, I love to learn more about history and philosophy of these traditions. So that is what I've tried to pass on to my kids, especially in comparison with America. What America, how America can be even richer civilization, even richer country, if it has these, these ground level diversity in terms of intellectual diversity. We talk about diversity in America, but only cosmetic diversity. We need a black, we need a brown, we need a white, we need a, you know, right? right? All that color, racial or skin-based, skin color-based diversity we talk about in US for the most part. Sometimes some people say that we need political diversity also. We need Republican and Democratic views represented. represented. But what about diversity in terms of languages? You know, everything is done only in English. Music. When high school kids are learning about music in, let's say, in Dallas area or New Jersey, wherever in America, they're learning, learning only Western music. You know, India and many other cultures, non-Western cultures have such long, rich history of music, but that hardly enters the American syllabi. Right. So what what we did is to show them, to expose to them Indian classical music also. So that diversity they get at least from our side. So we tell our kids that imagine if our your school, school syllabi, college syllabi had all these different ideas, different kinds of music, different kinds of history. History lessons that they learn in, in school is again, you know, heavily America-centric, Eurocentric, America-centric, right? And for but for global citizens or global times that we live in, 
I think American students really need to learn more about Indian history and Asian history and, and non-Western history, which is not happening. Then when it comes to uh, literature, similarly, only English literature, right? English is a, is, a, is a mandatory course, even in college. What about other literature? They hardly have any glimpse of other literature, other philosophies, other histories, music, and films. It is happening, but it's, it's really, really still maybe 0.1% of American college students are getting some glimpses of Indian music or Indian history, Indian culture, but not the major, majority, including Indian kids. Of course, Indian kids are also growing up like American kids. But they also are losing a major chunk of their knowledge is, is, is completely gone, completely missing. So that is what we need to talk about when uh, when we're trying to raise kids. It, it sounds like you're really talking about a classical humanities education, broad-based. Yes, yes, that too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. As yes, opposed yes. to the more specialized education, whatever, although there's certainly value in that. Um, right. Yes. Let's see. Where can we go with this? I mean, because I went into this saying, let's have a wide-ranging discussion. What, what then? What haven't we covered? Yeah, your enthusiasm is, is fan, is, is, has <laughs> cut off my question list in my order because we've gone. Well, I just uh, was just waiting for this conversation for so long. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> then, then, then what? Then what let, let's let's go down the road. What have we, what have we covered? If we, I've asked a bunch of questions. What I think what most question important. Haven't I, haven't I gotten? To? I think I can just repeat a little bit. Repeat that and say that parents have to be extremely careful. Parents should not do anything to make their Kids' neural networks, right, brain networks in their children's in their in their children's lives. It is parents' responsibility to keep expanding their horizon, horizons of their children, right? Only way they can expand the mental horizons of their children is to not not make them more Americans. They are going to be Americans anyway. The minute they step out of their their homes, minute they enter their schools, they are Americans. Of course, 100% they're Americans. But at least inside homes, talk about India. You have such a, you're privileged. Parents are privileged to be bridged between India and US. Strengthen that bridge. Make full use of, use of that bridge. Bring all the India that you can, you can to your children's lives. Do not make them more, do not watch Hollywood films with them. Do not cut down on the American food that you feed to your children. Right? Show the, uh, make them listen to Indian music. Take them to Indian musical classes. Take them to Sunday classes. You know, Hinduism, Jainism doesn't matter, but at least expose to them. Show them Indian films, right? And talk in Indian languages. Please don't talk in English, especially with younger siblings. So I'm kind of repeating, but these are the you know main points that I want to make. Yes, it sounds like to sum up what you're recommending is augmenting because they're going to get. Living in exactly. the United States, they're going to get everything else already. Exactly, at, exactly. And you're just adding to it. It's not. You really don't sound like you're setting this up in opposition. That no, no, we're no. Gonna, we're going to create no. like little Indian kids no, separated no, no, no. from society. No, no. We're just diversifying their mental horizons. They're expanding their mental horizons without limiting. Of course, they have to learn. Everything. We have to succeed in America. So they have to be Americans. But do not snatch away their Hindu heritage, right? Who else but you can make them really, you know, well-rounded kids that they, they will be. Unfortunately, many, many kids that I see are losing on that opportunity. Parents are losing on that opportunity. Please don't lose this opportunity. You know, even if you may have, you know, your own grudges against India, do not pass on those grudges to your kids. Expand their mental horizons. I think that's where probably... One, fi one final thing. 
Uh, what if you had to list a couple of resources to do this? I, I, you sound like you've been pulling from your personal knowledge, being, <laughs> being a professor, being an academic. But if somebody doesn't have that background, where, where should uh, people be looking, do you think, to give them good resources? Uh, Matt, we should develop something in a maybe more organized manner using Hindu American Foundation, which is doing great things, great work for the last two decades and more and counting. We're all grateful to a Hindu American Foundation. Maybe we should, um, um, I guess, I don't know. We have to develop those, those resources in more organized manner. And definitely one way could be to follow Hindu American Foundation site, follow my own handle on social media, Prof Pankaj Jain on all kinds of social media. I, I'm actively sharing many, many things. Um, that's all I can think of. But I think it is missing. We don't have any organized matter material on these matters. Yes. So it's, it's some, definitely something you're saying. We, we, we need to develop in, in yes, some way. To, yes, organized. Okay. More, more um, organized. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, and talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was very, very good talking to you. And uh, we'll, we'll come back and, re- and uh, come back and talk about environmentalism sometime. It's a pressing <laughs> issue. Yes. We're recording this in the middle of COP28. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so you're still at the same university. What did it remind me? Is- yes, it's FLAME University. FLAME is an acronym, Foundation for uh, Liberal Arts and Management Education. Well, that's it for this episode of That's So Hindu. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute and leave us a nice five-star review. It's how you can help the show get discovered by more listeners. You can help ensure that more of these get made by making a donation to HAF at hinduamerican.org slash donate. Thanks again for listening.